Yay. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We're so excited, or I am so excited, and when you hear from this amazing, remarkable woman, you too will be excited. Her name is Amy Volos, and she is a friend from a friend. So I love referrals, and I love connecting with women, and I love that we collaborate and share and create a sense of, of community. So Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. And when our friend, our mutual friend connected us who we were just talking about, um, I'm a big believer that, you know, there's that birds of, of a feather mentality. And so we tend to flock together and uh, I am a some of the parts mindset kind of gal, and I just love getting to know new people from other terrific people. So, well, um, I, I think we me. can say her name. Let's just say shout out to Sam McKenna. We love you. <laughs> yes, we do. The feeling is very real and very strong. So, Sam McKenna for the win. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. I knew I knew you'd be awesome. Any friend of Sam's is awesome. So, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, Amy. Sure. So I am the founder and CEO of a company called Avenue Talent Partners. Um, we are going into this, what, more than four and a half years now. I started the company uh, because sales is my first business love. I grew up in enterprise sales. I've had um, quite a bit of success in that particular part of my career. The second business love was startups. I got bitten by that bug many, many moons ago. And I spent a lot of my career, uh, not just in individual contribution, but also leading teams and realized, and, and always in the HR tech talent acquisition recruiting space, and realized it doesn't really matter what the year is, what the technology available is or not. And yes, I go that far back to where I remember when technology didn't exist. <laughs> so. Amy. <laughs> So when I think about that, you know, it, it was always this common theme was I don't have a problem meeting people or talking to people or interviewing people, but I have a real big problem getting the right people for my company where we are, what we're doing. And that's had an indelible impression on me. And so for many of my startup friends, I know that they struggle when it comes to hiring salespeople. And it's something that I care deeply about. And so I created the firm to help varying stages of startups who are industry agnostic, um, build, grow, create their enterprise sales teams while also helping them hire their sales leadership and executive sales leadership people. So that's me. Wow, so the, the wheels in my head are spinning. I have some opportunities to connect you with someone else who um, her primary, her firm does only work with startups here in the Bay Area. Um, Gosh, I have so many questions for offline, but remind me after. So yeah. you're pretty incredible. I have followed you on LinkedIn since before this podcast was scheduled. Um, I would love for you to share a little bit about some of your more recent posts because they've been very poignant. And I think in this time of the coronavirus crisis, um, a lot of my listeners would appreciate what you have to say. So if you don't mind, we're going to deviate a little bit from... Um, proudest professional accomplishment. We'll come back to that. Um, but for now, I think, um, please, if you don't mind, share a little bit about your recent posts. Sure. Happy to. And thank you for keeping an eye on me. That means a lot. It's so weird that whole LinkedIn thing or social media thing where it's like, 
you hit the post button and you don't realize who actually sees it <laughs> until they tell you or they comment. And, and I find that um, the reach of people that notice versus the ones that immediately tell you or you realize, it's, it's just mind blowing to me in such a good way. But when you're an influencer, if I say so myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, but uh, my husband just walked by and just shook his head like, yeah, right. <laughs> I have to tell you, my husband's working from home, too. So if you hear some background noise, it's him. So that's hilarious. Uh, we should have him say hello on the show. <laughs> right away. He's like, oh, I know what she's doing. Um, so he's like, yeah, I, I need to be relegated to the basement now. That's so hilarious. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's um, new, Mandy, new normal. Yes. It, oh, please. Yes. So I think when this whole thing happened and I, I, I care deeply about content, I think it's incredibly powerful when you're trying to use your voice to communicate something through a body of work or a point of view or an experience to try to get better together. That's always been um, my driving force. And I was given really great advice and feedback. Uh, even before I started Avenue Talent Partners um, about the power of content. And so thinking about what I used to talk about in terms of sales and recruiting and startups, and those things are still very much top of mind and I still care very uh, deeply about them. I felt like right after we all started um, working from home and then sheltering at home, that it felt kind of icky to be talking about sales best practices. I'm not really sure how I feel, nor do I have the playbook for how to sell something or recruit in a pandemic, right? And so right. I like to talk about things um, that I'm not really clear and strong on. And so I put that side of me on the back burner, but yes, I'm still talking about hiring and I'm still talking about selling, but in a very different way. Um, and I challenged myself to put what I normally think about or care about, um, not to, not on the back burner necessarily, but just to use a different part of my brain to think about what I wanted to talk about. And I challenged myself to think about how can I really be helpful? How can I help someone that might be stuck? And I've talked to plenty of people in New York that are stuck in 250 square foot studio apartments by themselves and are trying yeah. to figure this out. And so I wanted to really, and I've been trying to use my voice to be vulnerable and real, like I always am, but in a different way of, hey, I'm also having these thoughts. And so some of my recent postings are, what does it really mean to be human in sales and in business? Because everyone's talking about the word being human and being vulnerable and being empathetic and being authentic. But so many people are just doing that tactically to try to get something. And that's really obvious and that can hurt you. And so I'm trying to talk about that. Or today's posting was about um, how has your life changed in the last month, right? Our lives are very, very different. And uh, for me, I'm not a fearful person, but the thought of fear or fear based thoughts certainly come into my mind. And I don't like that. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't mean that I'm pushing my feelings down, but I developed a way of helping me deal with it to take those thoughts and reframe them. So I'm not paralyzed by fear. So I shared that today. So these are some of the things of like, 
what am I seeing? What am I going through of all the founders and startups and leaders and people in the trenches that I'm talking to? What are some of the common themes and how can we get through this together to be better together? So long drawn out answer to a short question, but I hope that's helpful. <laughs> it is helpful. And you know, you don't know me outside of Sam's um, perception or knowledge or relationship with me, but if anybody who's ever even seen anything I've ever done or said or written or pre uh, presented or any speeches or presentations I've given or keynotes is that that's who we are. I can tell that. I knew that uh, Sam made it clear to me that you're that kind of person. It's not a put on. So I think the best relationship selling, consultative selling, solution selling is to start with caring first, solving and preventing problems. And you're authentically that way as am I. And just sharing the vulnerabilities that you might be facing, that makes you uh, relatable. Um, you know, the audience is, is also a little fear-filled or, you know, apprehensive about the unknown. And when you share your vulnerabilities, it makes people understand, hey, she's real. She's not trying to put on anything. So I very much appreciate who you are and how you are and what you just said. So long answer welcomed anytime. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love the long answer. So let me ask you this. Um, you've had a really robust career. Um, you know, you joked about technology. I, I am older than you and Sam. Um, and I had someone ask me something about communicating via email when I first started out in my professional work. And I'm like, um, <laughs> there was no such thing as email back then. <laughs> so um, I hear you. It's kind of funny what we've seen. You know, the industrial revolution of this age is technology. So uh, it's pretty amazing. Throughout your career that has been robust, tell us what has been your proudest professional accomplishment, Amy. Um, I think, I mean, there's, there are thinking about this question, there were many that popped into my mind, but honestly, when I think through a 25-ish year career, I have to say, I started my first company in 2008, and I got my rear end. Uh, yeah, and, and my rear end was handed right back to me. Uh, we started it before everything sort of fell apart, and the space that we occupied at the time was all around um, healthcare and helping managed care companies, and many of our prospects were tied to the autos. And if we remember <laughs> in 2008, autos and healthcare, those were two really big topics as um, the market was falling apart. So uh, I quickly went from uh, like a $15 million pipeline and in less than 10 days went to ground zero with wow. a conversation of, hey, guess what? we would love to work with you. This was a familiar uh, place where I had been before and my business partner and I uh, had started it together to do it again, but to bridge some of those gaps. And so um, we knew a lot of our, our prospects and they were really lovely, but they were also very clear on, we don't know what's gonna happen with this election. We don't know what's gonna happen with healthcare. We certainly don't know what's gonna happen with the autos and talk to us again in two and a half years. And we, didn't believe in taking outside money and I was one half of that money tree. And so I had to eat crow and, um, and step away from the business. That was a proud moment in the sense that my business partner and I did not implode. I stepped away gracefully. We are still very wow. much 
close people. Yeah. But then I knew at that moment too, that while I would have to rebuild and there were lessons to learn that I wanted to do another company. And usually when you're failing, it's hard to think about that, right? You're like, wait, what? Um, and so out of all of this, when I started Avenue Talent Partners and I did it on my own and I bootstrapped it on my own and I haven't taken any outside money, I'm damn proud of this business. And even though I'm being challenged today, like so many companies are, I know I'm going to be okay. The business is going to be okay. And I'm really proud of that because it that is amazing for what we've done. So sorry, another long drawn out answer. No, don't be sorry. Okay. So what you're sharing is highly valuable. It's incredibly intriguing. You are clearly um, not risk averse. You're very risk tolerant or, or, I'm not sure. Uninformed. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I would like to think of you as someone who has grit and grace. Um, you definitely evidenced grace in your departure when you, you know, remained friends with your partner and you took a different uh, path. So you're pretty fascinating, Amy. Um, you're a really great example. You're so much more than just a one hour or half hour podcast. Um, you are someone I want to meet for coffee or maybe wine. I don't know if you drink, but I do. All this is said and done. Can we have a huge hug first and then all the drinks all the time? Yes, all, <laughs> all the drinks all the time. <laughs> Ask Sam what that means to me. Um, I'll start buying bottles of champagne for the house. It's crazy. So um, you're amazing. I think that I'm so interested personally in more of what you have done and what you're doing now. We can take this offline, but there's so much I want to ask you. There are people I want to introduce you to. You're, you're incredible. Um, you. On that note. After this, don't you worry. Okay. I'm, I'm feeling very grateful um, for now knowing you um, and look forward to knowing you better. But sort of along the same lines of what you just said about lifting and connecting. And I, I live that. That's my business model. That's what I do. Um, hardly anyone knows what I do for um, a living, which is kind of a problem. And I could use some tips and advice from you and Sam on that. But what I do for giving, everyone knows. And this podcast is one of those things that I do for giving, and that's lifting other women. So how can you, um, from where you sit, advise us on lifting other women? How can we support other women in business? Yeah, and I mean, I think it's hard, and this is a, this is a skill that I'm glad I've honed over the years, because the younger, more foolish version of, of yours truly <laughs> wouldn't have been that question, right? I would have been like, no, no, I have to be the best. I have, I'm, I'm very competitive. Yeah. Um, I like to win. I have a type A perfectionist syndrome. All those things are me. But what I realized was I was hurting myself and others around me by being threatened by realizing that people are different and they can be successful and that doesn't take away anything from me. So I think first and foremost, it's about checking your mindset. Mindset is an incredibly powerful thing. And if I'm starting to feel threatened by something that has no place, right? There's no reason for me to feel that way. I challenge myself to think about why, like, why is that? And some of it can be envy. Some of it can be misunderstanding. Some of it can be my own internal fear of whatever it might be. And so I'm real hip to that. Um, 
I think that especially for women, we are still sadly lots of good work being done, but still underserved. And so why do we need to step on each other to get ahead? I think that that's just like nonsense. So one of the things is checking mindset, but the other thing is doing what we're doing, having conversations, understanding beyond the surface of, hey, how can I help you? And then it's crickets and nobody does anything with each other. It's really to have a thoughtful, open conversation of, here's what I'm doing, here's how I'm doing it, here's where I might need help the most. And, and it's not just I, it's in a collaborative discussion of listening, here's what um, I got from our conversation about what is important to you, about what you need and how you might need it. Here's how I can help you. And so it's that mindset of um, not what's in it for me, but how can we get better together and being vulnerable and real? Because if I'm that way, people are more apt to be like that way with me. And then taking meaningful action, not just lip service. So that's- I love that's everything you just said. Everything. I, I you know- it, Again, I love the long answers, but folks, what she's saying, not but, and folks, what she's saying is drop the competition and embrace the collaboration. And if you can't do that, you need to look inside yourself to find out why. What's wrong? What's holding you back? What's your problem? Change your mind so that you can then collaborate with others because in lifting others, you lift yourself. Amy, what you do is so fascinating and so wonderful. And the fact that you were courageous enough to share the transition from I'm a I'm a competitive woman who's going to, you know, you know, squash everything in my path to I am now paving the path for myself and others. And we go down this road together is beautiful and courageous and amazing. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, that said, since you've had such a, a colorful journey, if you will, what maybe was your biggest challenge on that journey or setback? How did you overcome that? Um, so I overcame it. We'll start with overcoming it. I'm a big believer in the people you choose to surround yourself with can either lift you up or drag you down. And there are sadly people, whether it's a man, a woman, a Martian, I don't care. They don't have your best <laughs> interest at heart. They're not going to help you. They will do bad things. And the second that I realize that, I will trim that fat, right? Like I don't have time for that. Um, so I'm really just going to use the phrase, trim the fat. I was just going to use that phrase. <laughs> Love it. If, if only I could do that easily on my thighs, I'd be good. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there. You don't even know who you're talking to. I, that, that's me, girl. Don't even go there. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, look, I, I joked yesterday. I said, you know, isolation is hard. I swear I heard my fridge say, what the hell do you want now? <laughs> You know what? This is when my hotline is on for you. If you feel like your fridge is talking to you, just call me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You betcha. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I don't like being around people that are, there are two things that I cannot stand. I cannot stand entitlement and I cannot stand victim. Like, I just can't. And so it's one thing to talk about what's happened to you your perspective from it, what you've learned and how you've gotten better and how you can apply that. It's a very different thing to be blaming everybody, to be riddled in the past. Like that's just, that's just not me. And I have a very low, low threshold for that. So when I think about your question of um, how, you know, for me, it's more like I want to surround myself with people that 
um, I can learn a thing or two from that will shoot me incredibly straight. So I talk about feedback. I love it. I celebrate it. I give it straight up unfiltered. And I also like it straight up unfiltered. And that's when I've been challenged the most that's helped me grow the most. And so to answer your question, I think um, when I look back to the hardest thing that I've dealt with or like what that, that lesson was, is when I didn't have that mindset. And earlier on in my career, so and I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm that person that kind of makes you cringe, but I've sold over a hundred million dollars in revenue and counting in my career. I celebrate you. I don't, that doesn't make me cringe. I appreciate the, the value and the difficulty of great relationship selling. So bravo. Thank you. Um, but I'm not trying to like, you know, pound my chest like a silverback, like, Hey, uh, but you know, I'm proud of that. And that came with a lot of hard work. I realized the first part of that success early in my career, in my mid twenties, I was sitting across the table and just me, no boss, no CEO, just me across the table from the COO of both Anthem and WellPoint when they were merging with their consulting firms talking about how they were going to merge and workforce planning around that. Um, and that resulted in a major seven-figure deal for me. So nice. When I think about that early on, though, if you knew me then, I was cocky and arrogant and I was the only one that knew how to do this. And I was right and everybody else wasn't. And I was given really good advice early on my career that, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because again, I surround myself with people that aren't afraid to tell me things. Amy, you are talented, you are good at what you do, but so are other people around you. And it doesn't mean that they aren't either. And for you to just focus on that versus focusing on the sum of the parts is going to hurt you in your career. And here's how it's already hurting you. And, um, yeah, I've worked with a career coach on those things. And um, sometimes those old habits fall into my headspace and I know what the triggers are and I immediately squash them because that's not how I want to be. And the minute that I realized that I got better when I was doing that, I was good, but I wasn't as good as I could be. And so I'm really grateful for that. You know, I see feedback as a sign of respect, regardless if it's positive or negative. Um, someone who's courageous enough to give you that feedback and confirm whether they understood your intention or not is really a brave someone. And you on the other end of that um, should be and are clearly uh, grateful for that. So I want to say one thing. Um, I, I work a lot with, I, I was a young you too in financial services in Boston. I was in my uh, late twenties making $250,000 a year thinking woohoo. But now that I'm older and I work with younger people as well, I, I, I remind myself that there's some element of that, of being confident, not cocky, um, you know, assertive and slightly aggressive. Um, that's positive. You know, when you're young, you think you can do anything and you don't want to, you don't want to squash that in a young person. You don't want to take that away. But yeah, there is that line that they can sometimes cross that, no, I'm the only one that can do it. Or I'm the best, all the superlatives, you know. Um, I think we know someone in higher office who uses hyperbole, hyperbole a lot. Um, <laughs> the best, the biggest, the greatest, the first, the only. Uh, very, very uh, superlative in everything he says. And I think a lot of young people, to try to overcome their insecurities, they go too far. They, they overshoot the mark. So 
I think your story is one that's common among a lot of successful people. Um, and it's kind of the launching pad or the, the loading dose. Like you go to the doctor with something, you're ill, and they say take two now and then one every four hours later or eight hours later. That's the loading dose. So it sort of catapults you over the line. Um, but then you got to, you know, course correct and, and sort of, you know, remember that collaboration means more than competition and you'll get farther that way. So what a courageous story to share. And the fact that you're willing to tell us that is really awesome. And I'm so grateful. Um, let me ask you this, since I don't know you that well, almost anything you say will be a surprising fact to me, but let's say Sam is listening to this podcast and um, you're telling your story and I ask you to tell us a surprising fact about you. Maybe it's something she doesn't know. Um, I was a criminal justice major at Kent State University. I never thought I'd be in sales or recruiting or startups or business. I wanted to be James Bond when I grew up. Wow. Wow. I love that. That makes you even more appealing. That's amazing. Um, but I cannot, I do see that, like, that is totally a um, dichotomy, you know, like <laughs> James Bond salesperson. No, I mean, like one is stealthy and secretive and behind the scenes and you never know what's coming. The other is open and, you know, problem solving or better problem preventing. And let's talk about that. That's incredible. Um, what an exciting, um, journey that must have been well I realized uh quickly so I was I, that was my major my minor was English and um the power of the word both written and verbal is so not lost on me and when I realized what it would take to be James Bond I quickly became very sad because um I probably talked too much to be a super secret agent and <laughs> about uh, the relationships that I have personally, professionally. I'm one of those people that like what you see is what you get. So Same. if we were to hang up, we're still having this conversation. It's not like now the record button's on and Amy's on. It's like Amy is Amy, whoever, what in whatever context you see. And I realized that um, being a chameleon of sorts just felt really, really strange and something that I could never really master. And so I quickly realized that I would just have to watch James Bond on the screen and uh, daydream about what that life might be like, but that that was never going to be me. I get what you're saying. First of all, that's, that's kind of funny the way you just put that. Um, I do believe it takes some, a, a little bit of, you know, psychopathy to be really good at that. So that's good that you're not. Um, so thank you for being real and raw and you at all times. Uh, secondly, you'd need a theme song and who can top that theme song, you know, so, um, I think that's <laughs> Although I don't carry a gun. So that theme song will not come with a visual, just be in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would not be very scary then. <laughs> uh, you know, my rhetoric can be scary if I use it the right way. So we'll yes, when needed. Yes. <laughs> that's the step I teach. So I hear you sister. So, uh, you are so funny and so smart, and I see the drive. I can feel the drive. It's palpable how driven you are, um, but with heart, you know, like you put other people's best interests, uh, you know, up front, not, not above your own because you got to stay in business and you have to be, but maybe you partner with your clients. That's how I'm saying is what I'm trying to say. So amazing. You're incredible. Your, your energy is coming right through this Zoom meeting call, what have you, and you're, you're just a bundle of energy. I love it. It's great. Um, what if other people want to 
get a little piece of Amy in their life? How do they do that? So I like to live out loud, as I, as I like to say, and that means I try to use my voice for as much good as I can. And that primarily is done on LinkedIn, a little bit on Twitter, um, every which way of getting in touch with me, but also the conversations that we're, we're having here, everything that I talk about, that I'm thinking about, ways that I can be helpful. It's, it typically starts um, either on Avenue Talent Partners, the website, in the blog, or uh, it quickly makes its way to LinkedIn. So Amy Bullis, I think I'm the only one that is an Amy Bullis on LinkedIn, um, and it's avenuetalentpartners.com. Awesome. And folks, if you didn't get to jot that down, I'll put that in the blog that I write about each guest after. You can see it on my website, and then I'll share all of Amy's contact info, how to connect with her on social, and so forth. Amy, you're incredible. You're awesome. Thank you so much for this fun, fun, smart conversation. Sometimes those two things don't go in the same uh, sentence, you know, fun and smart conversation. But yeah, <laughs> you're both fun and smart. So thank you so much for sharing a little bit of Amy Bolas with us today. Uh, Susan, you're welcome. And thank you so much for including me. This has been a treat and so very terrific. And uh, right back at you. Thank you. Well, you bet. Have a great day, everybody. And thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.